Weeks. It's Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. Coming up on the program today, filming a mukbang video with all of your multiple personalities, plus tranny burping fever. Tranny baby fever. I said burping. When anti-vaxxers turn on their own and the erotic lust and sexual appeal of a bottle of ketchup. Oh, uh, and the moose door. Drunken Negro Face Cookies. She is a fat cunt. Push F on my Twitter sheet. I'm a sucker for other people's pain. Try new peanut butter eggs. And I love the aftertaste of semen in my mouth. Yes, Tim Edson back here with you for the Wednesday podcast. Have a great show for you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, At the top of the program, I've got some new fake multiple personality videos. Everyone's favorite because we get to make fun of mental illness without actually making fun of mental illness. For those of you who don't know, maybe you're new to the program, there's this whole subculture. I hate to call it that, but it seems big enough to be considered a, a subculture. It's mainly teenagers or people in their early 20s. And they say they have a disorder or mental illness when it is obvious they are faking it. Now, a compassionate person may say... Tim, you don't know they're faking it. I know they're faking it. Over the past couple months that we've been talking about this, the videos have really escalated in their insanity. Featured a person with 10 different personalities and then someone who had 50 different personalities. Someone said they've got like 4,000 personalities and some of them are inanimate objects like desks. How can you have a personality based on something that inherently doesn't have a personality. Yeah, one of my personalities is a suitcase. That's because I carry a lot of baggage. I'm so sorry. I don't deserve you as a listener. Look, just trust me. These people are faking their disorders. And the reason is, it's actually quite simple. When you're a teenager, a young person, you're looking for your clan. You want to fit in. And some of you freak teenagers are just like outcasts, right? This is their thing. Their community. They can make friends with people who also have fake disorders. Just like, you know, jocks bonding over sports. Gay kids finding each other in the theater department of their high school. Emo kids. I don't know. 
comparing their self-harm scars with one another. Oh, I wish emo was still a thing. The mid-2000s were great. Just a bunch of weirdo freak kids cutting themselves on the wrist for attention. Cool. Even though I made fun of those people back in the mid-2000s, they're still infinitely cooler than the kids of today pretending they've got schizophrenia. The emo kids dyed their hair. They wore dark colors, black lipstick, cut themselves. As opposed to the youth today who's just like, One of my personalities is a hairbrush. Don't refer to it as he, though. The hairbrush's pronouns are chick, chock, and bagok. My hairbrush is Klingon. Well, that gender thing brings me to the first post I ran across. Before we even get into video, let me read you this. Have you freaks ever heard of autogender, also known as autisgender or autism gender? I'm guessing 99.999% of you have not heard of that. Well, it's a neurogender. And that's where I got lost, right? I had to stop and then look up the word neurogender. We're already getting lost in the weeds. I feel like the definition of neurogender really says all you need to know about everything else I'm going to be talking about here. Neurogender, coined by a Tumblr user back in 2014. We can just stop right there, right? Neurogender wasn't found in some medical journal. It wasn't a doctor or a psychiatrist who coined the term. It was someone on Tumblr named MLP Clopper. The basic definition is that their gender identity is somehow linked to their neurological type or their condition or whatever. So uh, back to autism gender. Uh, Autism gender is a neurogender, which can only be understood in the context of being autistic. So we can't even wrap our minds around what it means to be autist gender. Because since we don't have the disorder, we're not even allowed to think about it. This is just one more way these uh, fake disorder people want to feel special, right? They can experience something no one else can. It's only for me and my community. Anyway, autogender is not autism as a gender, but rather describes an experience of gender that is so heavily influenced by having autism that one's autism and one's experience of gender cannot be unlinked. Get it? Understand now? Did I dumb it down enough for you? I honestly have no idea what I just read. Sorry, freaks. The first actual clip I have for you today is a girl being interviewed about her multiple personalities. And wouldn't you know it, right in the middle of her answering a question, she begins to disassociate herself and a new personality comes forward. It's all caught on cam. Like, I'm dissociating now. Do you remember that show, Third Rock from the Sun? It was a sitcom about a bunch of aliens, and they're in human bodies. John Lithgow is like the head alien, right? And they're on Earth to do reconnaissance or something. I think they want to blow up the planet eventually. They get their orders from, like, the leader of their planet, and it comes through transmissions into the brain of John Lithgow. The leader is called the Big Giant Head. So John Lithgow's alien character will just be talking normal, like, hey, I'm going to go to the grocery store later today, and then just stop. Like mid-sentence, I think I'm going to go incoming transmission from the big giant head. And then John Lithgow would start speaking as if he's the big giant head. That's what this is like. Warning, I'm disassociating. 
New personality coming through in three, two, one. Now I'm a little English boy. Can we please play knots and crosses? Mummy says I can go outside after I eat my bangers and mash. I hope for dessert we can have some berries and cream, berries and cream. <laughs> I'm a little lad that loves berries and cream. All right, let's get back to the video here and uh, check out this woman's new personality coming through. Like, I'm dissociating now. Yeah, and... you can tell she's serious and smart because she's got that vocal fry going on. I'm a very complex person. Take your time. Let me know whenever you're ready. She's staring out into space. And uh, she's now got a smile. You can tell her that she's a new person here. I wanted to answer the question. You can answer it. Oh, no. Let me know when you want me to ask There's it again. There's somebody else here. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. I don't think the interviewer is buying her bullshit. Seems a little suspicious. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. You good? Yeah. Do you want me to set you up with a question again? Do you want to answer this? Yeah, come on, dude. She just got here. Fill her in. This altar, by the way, is a uh, supposed to be a little girl child. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to explain to you what's going on? We're in the middle of an interview about DID. We have DID. Yeah. This little girl is not very bright. We're here to do an interview on DID. I've got DID. Yeah, that's why we're here. Why else would I be here sitting down interviewing you? I know you've got DID. Come on. Time is money, bitch. We have DIT. Yes, you do. Yeah. And that's what you're here to talk about. Yeah. So we got a little taste of uh, multiple personalities there. If you really do suffer from this disorder, it kind of rules your life and it's debilitating. The kids on TikTok, though, with multiple personalities, they own it. They love their personalities. As a matter of fact, they make videos with their personalities. In the clip I have for you next, they're doing a fun taste test video with all the personalities present. By the way, and just to make the video even more annoying, at the start of the video, there's like a trigger warning alert. Like, warning! There's going to be chewing sounds. Some people react negatively to that stimuli. Hi, my name is Max, and I'm part of a DID system. And whenever we find a food that one or more alter has not tried, we do a round-robin taste test and we try the food. Tell me you're faking your mental disorder without telling me you're faking your mental disorder, right? I think most psychologists would agree. It's unusual to see multiple personalities working together on YouTube slash TikTok challenge videos. We're doing the taste test challenge, me and my 700 personalities video is 30 hours long food that one or more alter has not tried okay. we do a round Here robin taste test and we try the food we're doing i think it looks like uh, she's going to be eating some of uh, those like uh, veggie sticks like uh, you know snacks so today we're trying veggie straws veggie straws yeah I'm going to take a guess here and say that some of her personalities are going to really like them and some of them are going to find them gross Ugh. All right. the texture is really bad the taste is getting better that's Max, who we've been hearing from. But the culture's ooky. Verdict? The veggie straws are ooky. My name is Nico, and I'm the host. Um, so I'm going to try one now. That's crunchy. I feel like they're trying to be sneaky and get kids to eat vegetables. Good observation. All right, next personality is Ashley. I'm guessing these are potato-flavored. She sounds a lot like Max and Nico, but okay, whatever. 
It's interesting. She's got 17 personalities, and they're all boring. I'm Ashley. I speak with an accent, but I didn't know how you'd feel about that. <laughs> so she forgot to talk in an accent, okay? So when I'm not masking my accent, I sound like this. Oh, of course. They're always, uh, they've, they've always got a British alter. These are pretty good. Well, that, she did not sound British there. Next up uh, is Ibuki. It's green, and I don't like green food. The taste isn't bad, but the texture is very ooky. Did you notice that's how Max, the, the, the first personality, described the food as being ooky? The very specific word, yet another personality uses that same word to describe the food. She's not even good at having multiple personalities. Hi, my name is Jesse, and... You're too boring for me to even waste my time on. In addition to having a British personality, most DID fakers also have a little child personality. Hi, I'm Red. It's my turn. Red is the eight-year-old girl that's living inside of her, and she don't like it. All right, enough of her. Uh, There's also this great trend of people who say they have multiple personalities... But they're able to control it in certain circumstances. So, you know, if you follow them on Instagram and they're acting normal, it's because they're doing their best to, you know, to hide it. Same same with uh, at work. They're able to, for eight hours at a time, right, if they have a full-time job, they can somehow suppress all of the multiple personalities. They only seem to come out when the cameras turn on and they get ready to record some TikTok videos. Our diagnosed DID system of 23, our alters do not front at work. The reason being is because we don't believe it would be fair for our clients to receive a lesser quality work for the same price just because we got triggered. So you got all 23 of your personalities to agree not to come out during work. That is quite the accomplishment. Think about it. I know many of you freaks uh, work at a large business or office or whatever. Can you imagine getting 23 of your co-workers to agree on anything unanimously? What flavor cake should we get for Janine's going away party? That sets off a five-day battle. Five people want chocolate. Seven people want vanilla. Three people want something that's gluten-free. How about a sugar-free for the diabetics? Some of us are trying to watch our weight. Maybe we could just do a veggie platter. Now we've moved completely off of cake onto something else. When Janine's going away party finally rolls around, she's like, Oh, guys, thank you so much for this. Who thought of pineapple slices instead of cake? That's different. (laughs) We tried to compromise. I don't know. On top of that, if we are switching in our system, we only switch when we're triggered. Therefore, if I'm triggered at work, I go to my boss and I say, I am triggered. I need to go home right now. Oh, what a get out of jail free card that is, man. Anytime you just don't feel like working. Ah, I feel like one of my alters is coming out. I better go. And then he looks at me and he says, okay, do you need anything? And I say, no. And he says, okay, I will take care of the rest of your clients. Have a great day. I wish you the best of luck. Bye. And I say, thank you. Bye. And I go home. I do not stay at work if I'm triggered because I'm triggered. I cannot work if I am triggered. And it's because of shit like that that my local McDonald's closes at 6 p.m. Look, a sign on the drive through window. We apologize. We're closed. All of our employees were triggered today. They went home to record taste test videos with their alters. 
follow them on TikTok, and then it has their usernames listed. It's really weird. Now, the last clip I wanted to share with you today has nothing to do with multiple personalities, but we recently read on the podcast that many young girls who are on TikTok have started to develop tics, like Tourette's tics. And it's because they're watching all of these quote-unquote content creators with Tourette's, and they're mimicking them. And you can tell they're mimicking them because, like, you know, one of the most popular uh, TikTok Tourette's accounts is a girl who uh, says potato over and over. That's one of her tics, right? But potato, potato. And that seems to be one of the tics these girls are picking up. So now, there's like a gaggle of, of girls across the United States, nay the world, going potato, potato, or potato, potato, depending on where they're located, of course. Here is one young lady talking about her recent tics. Tics that I have recently developed. And yes, when I say or think of my tics, sometimes I trigger those tics. It- of course. So a lot of you know. Very convenient because you want to be able to call up those tics when you're recording your TikTok video. My name is Kyle. No, it's not. My name is not Kyle. A lot of you know that I got um, a new. Hi, hello. A new tick where I said, what the fuck, Kyle? That's sussy, sussy. That's a little gay. <laughs> hey. It has continued to happen, um, most likely because there was, like, so much attention to Bron. Bron- Hi, no. My name is, my name is Leslie. Because there was so much attention brought to that tick in that video, it's probably why I have it so much. Yeah. I got a lot of views on that tick, so <laughs> I keep bringing it back. <laughs> Another one. That's how ticks work. Jesus fucking Christ. Which I just had is I say, hi, my name is, and then insert random name. I usually have no idea where they come from, and I usually have no idea who I Hi, my name is Gay. I, hi, my name is Leslie. I have no <laughs> idea who I'm talking about. I have one where I say, aha, ding dong. It's your mom. It's your mom. It's your mom. With ding dong, it's your mom, or just ding dong, or just. Thankfully, I can turn off my ticks at school. Or like when I'm around my mom and I don't want to embarrass myself. My tics are most active on TikTok. Oh my God, this goes on for nearly three minutes. Let me just fast forward. Where I say, I'm dying. Yeah, um, I told that um, in the story. I had that tick, but I just wanted to tell you about it. One where I say, would you, would you die? No, I, no, no, I can't. No, no, I don't usually shoot. By the way, I should say the jury is out on this one. Some people think that uh, she's for realsies. One person said, uh, actually, everything she has said is valid for people with tick disorders. I don't think she's faking. Uh, another person said, you know, you don't have ticks if you do a tick update video. Another commenter split the difference here. I don't think she's faking, but it definitely feels like she's feeding into her disorder in order to make more videos about her developing ticks. Well, there you go. Just a few examples of more fake disorders on TikTok. Let's move on. Got to say thanks to Haley's Comet for providing a link to Tranny Burping. Ta-da! We have featured Tranny Burpers before. Most notably, Tranny Andrea Nicole. She calls herself a tranny, so I'm just using her terminology. She's the trans girl who's got like a boyfriend and also another trans girlfriend. And they're always getting into shenanigans together. Just featured them recently, as a matter of fact. Uh, So we've got a new tranny burper here. She also calls herself a tranny. Uh, I mean, those are manly burps, right? They always say if you want to identify uh, someone who's trans, you look for the Adam's apple. 
I say you just give them a carbonated drink. Uh, uh, Your gastrointestinal tract does not lie. That's the burp of someone who was born a male. At least, you know, parts. The parts were there. Okay. I think you get the idea. Well, that's the burp of a man. You know, uh, many years ago on the podcast, I talked about this app that helps trans people improve their voice, you know, feminize their voice. There are other things that need to be feminized. Maybe we could work on an app. This might be a million dollar idea. An app that helps you feminize your gas. You know, teach you how to produce womanly farts. Dainty burps. Right? So ladylike. Yikes. Hey, I also have to say thanks to Great Big Pete, who's been playing around on that uh, phone party line service. You know, the same one that Vlad calls into. Here's one of Pete's recent calls. I'm going to slap my dick on your face and you say, oh, Timmy Boo, slap that dick on my face. Oh, God, dragging me into this. This time with feeling. <laughs> Yeah. I'm kind of getting turned on by Great Big Pete's massive schlong hitting the phone. Wonder what he's using. Like a big Polish sausage? Five minutes. Five. Big Pete has a good voice. He is doing something to me. Hour, six minutes, mark. Hold on, I'm going to slap my dick on the, on the mic. Pink, pink, pink. On the thing. All right, here we go. I think that's pretty much all Pete provided. Can you go your neighbor? Uh, I noticed you and this crazy, but I'd like to suck your dick. I'll check with Lord Douche. Hey, real quick, before we get into the news, I've got a couple of uh, extreme anti-vaxxer clips. They're kind of losing it. I guess I'm making a presumption here that they actually have something to lose. These guys seem extremely nutty. First up, an anti-vaxxer who just wants to protect children. He says we might have to burn down the schools. Push this on the kids without any type of, you know, balance on our end guarantee you one thing. Town halls and schools will be fucking burnt to the ground. Crowd seems on board with that. Yeah. In 1776, in 1776, nobody went to fucking court. Nobody went to court. Anyone grabbed a gun and they fucking shot at each other. Now walk it back just a little. And again, I do not condone violence. I hope we don't get there. Even though my whole speech is really about Violence. I don't condone it. I hope we don't get there, but just understand that there are plenty of people that are ready to go there. This looks like it, it was a residential neighborhood. They were having just some, some sort of gathering, protest, whatever. Now, while the guy is saying, you know, we're going to have to burn schools to the ground, everyone there seems open to the idea, supportive even. On the flip side, we've got another anti-vaxxer rally. This one kind of seems more like a 
party atmosphere. There's a band playing. People seem to be in high spirits. Well, everyone except for one person. He seems to be a bit of a grumpy Gus. The last song they just said, yeah. The music's too loud. Kind of hard to tell what's going on. The guy who's screaming, I'm gonna lose it. He wants to address the crowd, but there's that music playing. And, and the woman's like, look, they're going to stop playing when you get up on stage. Calm the fuck down, dude. Instead of calming the fuck down, this angry man storms the stage, grabs the mic, and uh, makes the band stop playing. See, the crowd's kind of excited to hear him speak. I like how he the, the crowd doesn't know where he's going with this. He's like, I'm gonna say some not nice things. And the crowd's like, Yeah! Can't wait to hear it! Hey, he's yelling at us. Against your fucking children. They are coming to inject them with a poison. They are taking your jobs. They're taking your houses. And how do you respond? You spend one or two week, hours a week freedom fighting by coming and listening to a fucking bad play? Are you guys fucking kidding me? Are you guys kidding me? This is what you, this is what it means to freedom fight me. To come and listen to a stupid band and sing and dance. The band is still up there. You didn't have to call them stupid. <laughs> this is what you, this is what it means to freedom fight me. To come and listen to a stupid band and sing and dance while the organizers are more worried about getting you on a fucking march than getting you to actually do something for yourself. <laughs> fucking pathetic. Each and every one of you should be absolutely of you should go to that other protest where they're uh, figuring out how to burn down schools. That's more this guy's speed. You're walking around like this is a party. Like it's a joke. Like you're supposed to be here having fun. Right. Like it's a frat party. Who's got the jungle juice? Well, there you go. The anti-vax movement, while still going strong, they seem to be suffering from a little infighting. Hopefully, they'll figure that out and organize. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist and off the news right now. Hey, if you like the show, please consider supporting it. Become a member of the Distorted View Sideshow. That's DV's member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. But at the show since December 2004, making DV one, if not the longest running daily comedy podcast in the world. Nay, the, the world. <laughs> Shit. I meant to say in America, nay, the world. Ah, fuck it. Whatever. More importantly, every week we do new exclusive shows just for paying freaks. Quality entertainment from a bumbling moron. That's me. 
Yesterday, we did a Sideshow exclusive podcast, and I'll be doing another one tomorrow. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up. Membership's very inexpensive. Only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. Again, the website, superfreaksideshow.com. Other ways to support the program, you're familiar with Patreon, right? You can pledge as little as a dollar to our account at patreon.com slash distorted view. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least $5, you gain access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. There are some other perks to check it out. Patreon.com slash distorted view. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, we played some audio of uh, right wing fellows, anti-vaxxers a few moments ago. I don't mean to pick on that side of the political spectrum, but Sometimes they do some nutty fucking shit. And this is really nutty. I mean, I think this is even weirder than the anti-vax stuff. That I I can sort of understand. It's like, yeah, we don't know what's in a vaccine because we're dumb people. We're not smart like scientists. So technically, there could be poison in there. Who knows what's in there, right? Who knows what's in our food? I read the ingredients. I don't know what half the shit is. The same thing, right? But what's going on with QAnon right there? It's a real head scratcher. Let me explain. Actually, let me just read you the headline, and maybe you can explain it to me. QAnon supporters gather in downtown Dallas, expecting JFK Jr. to reappear. And guys, this wasn't like a dozen people showing up. There was a crowd expecting JFK to rise from the dead or whatever. I'm looking at the picture. Check out the chapter artwork. There's a woman holding a flag that says Trump jfk jr i think that's like an election sign they expect trump to run for president and jfk jr to be his running mate his his vp the only problem of course is jfk died like in what 1997 or something also i don't think jfk jr would ever run alongside donald trump because his dad jfk was a democrat jfk jr was a democrat trump is most definitely not a democrat i don't understand (laughs) What's going on here? I hope the news story breaks it down for me. Let's take it from the top here. Scores of QAnon believers gathered Tuesday afternoon in downtown Dallas in the hopes that John F. Kennedy Jr. would appear, heralding the reinstatement (laughs) of Donald Trump as president. They still think Donald Trump is going to be reinstated. The supporters first gathered Monday night in downtown Dallas And at about 1 p.m. Tuesday, there were several hundred people gathered near the spot where President John F. Kennedy was assassinated in 1963. Kennedy's son died in a plane crash in 1999 at the age of 38. But some supporters of the QAnon conspiracy theory believe that he has spent the last 22 years in hiding. Why? It's a mystery. They think John F. Kennedy Jr. will reappear at the plaza before midnight on Tuesday. So there's still a chance it could happen. One post from a widely followed QAnon uh, QAnon social media account said that after Trump was reinstated as president, he would step down and JFK Jr. would become president. Okay. I don't know why the QAnon people would be okay with that. They love Trump. Would they really be okay with a Democrat in office? Uh, Then former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn would be appointed as his vice president and Trump would ultimately become the king of kings. Oh, so even though John F. (laughs) I can't even follow. This is crazy. Even though John F. Kennedy Jr., who's dead, (laughs) will become president. 
Trump will still be like above him. He'll be king, king of kings. I think that's like Jesus, right? Experts who have been following QAnon since its inception said that even they were surprised by the number of people who showed up Tuesday in Dallas. Quote, frankly, I'm kind of shocked at how many people turned out for this, said Gerald uh, Jared Holt, a resident fellow at the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab, who researches domestic extremism. This wasn't a widespread belief, even among QAnon followers. Law enforcement groups, including the FBI, have warned of the dangers of real-world violence by followers of the movement. QAnon believers were well represented during the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. It's funny because, you know, when you're reading these stories, you're like, this is who we're afraid of. This is who's going to take over the United States. These people are morons, idiots, believing John F. Kennedy didn't die and that he's in cahoots with Trump and Trump's going to be king. It's nutty, right? Of course, it's the insane people like that who actually gun down presidents like JFK or Ronald Reagan or whatever. Yeah, they're delusional and insane, but it's those type of people that get shit done. They're more than just talk. That's why we should fear them. QAnon is an umbrella group in which different segments don't always agree on ideologies. Holt says that he believes Tuesday's event grew out of a chat channel that are obsessed with numerology. Posts in those channels indicate JFK Jr. would reveal himself on Tuesday, but Holt said he was uncertain why believers decided he would pick Dallas, the site of his father's death, of all places, to reveal himself. While it may be hard not to laugh at some of the theory's more outlandish claims, Holt says the fact that such a large group was able to mobilize in person is concerning. Yeah. If they're willing to show up at the grassy knoll thinking JFK Jr. is coming back, it scares me to think what happens when they get real power, he said. Oh, we'll find out in just a few short years. The great experiment that is America is sure going to get interesting. Other, for some reason, these people are obsessed with JFK. Uh, in 2019, some members believed he would return on July 4th as Trump's vice president. That did not happen. Another theory said that JFK is actually Q, the group's anonymous leader. Well, after a few hours of standing on the grassy knoll, waving at passing cars and reciting the Pledge of Allegiance, the crowd retreated from heavy rains. Some said they expected a revelation Tuesday night at the Rolling Stones concert. They just go from one dumb idea to the next, you know? Nothing deters them. They're not disappointed JFK didn't show up at the grass, you know? They're just like, oh, well, he's probably going to go to the Rolling Stones concert tonight. Well, you know, we'll just see JFK Jr. there. And then when JFK Jr. does, does not show up at the Rolling Stones concert, they'll just be like, oh, well... He's probably going to go see Dave Chappelle next weekend. We'll just catch up with JFK Jr. there. I heard he might show up at the Golden Corral next Tuesday for dinner. He loves the prime rib. It's a great value. All right. Uh, second story we have for you today. Talk about great value. This story has to do with uh, fast food giant Pizza Hut. I feel like the news story is throwing Pizza Hut a little shade there. Could have called it a pizza parlor, pizza giant or something like that. Fast food is almost derogatory. All right, fast food giant Pizza Hut has replied to a customer who recently expressed his distaste for wording used on one of the retailer's sauce bottles. Now, here in the United States, Pizza Hut just sells pizza, right? I guess they do. They sell wings as well. 
I, I think maybe in England they sell other stuff because on the tables at Pizza Hut there are bottles for you know b- bottles of barbecue sauce and ketchup. It's specifically with the bottle of ketchup this customer had a problem with. Adrian Shan last month slammed Pizza Hut following a dining experience at its Hull England outlet where he likened its quote tomato sauce label to an app for swingers. Now, even though they say it's a tomato sauce label, the picture clearly state or shows that it's a tomato ketchup. What exactly does the label say? Well, I'm looking at it. Mr. Shan was unhappy with the bottle sticker, which read shake, squeeze and squirt. He thinks that uh, was too sexual. Quote, it's not innocent in my eyes. The barbecue sauce one said squeeze, but the ketchup one, it said you know, shake, squeeze, and squirt. It put me off using it. It literally sounds like an app for swingers, the 31-year-old said. Maybe it's just because, like, with barbecue sauce, you can just squeeze it. But with ketchup, you can't just pick up the bottle and, and squirt because you get that, like, watery, you know, you know how ketchup separates. So you got to shake it first. I mean, I guess the label could have just said shake and squeeze, I think it's the word squirt that he's having a problem with. I don't know. I don't understand how someone could put that sentence together. It's awful, he added, also describing it inappropriate due to the venue's family-friendly reputation. I think this guy just wanted a free meal. Playing up this angle. Maybe he's going to sue. In an email raising his issue with the company, shared with Hull Daily Mail, Mr. Shan asked for a full refund. See? And he demanded that Pizza Hut rebrand its sexualized tomato sauce. All right, I'm going to make this ketchup bottle chapter artwork. Take a look at it right now. Are you turned on by this? Are you getting titillated? Quote, the sauce logo has to be changed and looked into to make it more child and family friendly and not distorting people's mind while trying to eat. Part of the email read... He requested a $48 refund for the pizza, drinks, and chips he bought. That's kind of pricey. Claiming the sight of the sauce bottle turns my stomach. A spokesman has since responded to his outrage in a comment supplied to the publication. Uh, I can only apologize if you were caused any offense or upset on your recent visit to our hut. Please know it's not our intention to make any of our guests feel uncomfortable. The wording on our ketchup is not meant to cause offense. Sorry if this was interpreted that way. This has been the labeling of all ketchup bottles in our restaurants for some time now, and I can only apologize if this impacted the enjoyment of your meal. Mr. Shan was not satisfied with the explanation and has reportedly raised the matter up with his local MP. That's a member of parliament. (laughs) He's taken it to Congress. I cannot imagine anyone looking at that sauce as tomato ketchup again. My mind goes to a dark, erotic place every time I lay eyes on it. Uh, I added that last part. All right, final story we have for you today. This one just happens to come from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Praise Jesus. Give me hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, first of all, let me congratulate Carolyn Melanie Lee, 60, for being named Teacher of the Year. I believe she is a high school English teacher in Jacksonville. 
She has gone above and beyond teaching her students, instilling confidence and a sense of pride in everything they do. She Breaking news. Caroline Melanie Lee has been arrested facing charges of felony child abuse. Yes. Your teacher of the year beat the shit out of a student. Yes, she's facing a charge of felony child abuse following her arrest on Friday, according to Jacksonville Sheriff's Office jail inmate records. Lee was arrested after calling a student into her classroom to speak privately and allegedly struck the female student on the face. Sounds like she did more than just speak privately with the student. She roughed up the bitch. This teacher's a badass. The confrontation was instigated by an Instagram post by Duval County Public Schools on Wednesday of Lee being named Teacher of the Year at Darnell Cookman Middle Slash High School. Several comments on the post questioned the win, including one student who said Lee was the same teacher who used the N-word in her class last year. Lee reportedly responded to the comment saying she only used the slur in the context of the book of Mice and Men. The student replied, that's still not right to do. See, like, I kind of have to agree with the teacher here. Like, okay, the kids have to read of Mice and Men. They're reading the N-word. The the teacher is trying to explain the context. She's, you know, they're talking about the book. So why is it okay to read the N-word but not say it out loud? I mean, come on. Like Voldemort, you're not allowed to say it. All right, on Friday, Lee asked to speak to the student who made the comments. When the student got to Lee's classroom, the student said Lee reached across the table and struck her several times. I wonder if she used the N-word again, causing her nose to bleed. Holy fuck, the teacher's unhinged, man. Lee denied physically harming the student, telling a police officer that she only wanted to talk to the student whose Instagram message she perceived as a threat to kill her. Okay. Wait a second. So the Instagram comment was like, I don't think she should have been named teacher of the year because she used the N-word out loud in a classroom. The teacher thought that was a threat against her life, but still wanted to have a meeting with her face-to-face alone in a classroom. Like, something does not add up here. School surveillance video shows Lee walking at an aggressive pace to her classroom before the incident. And the surveillance also showed the student about four minutes later leaving the classroom, holding her face and walking with a low demeanor to a guidance counselor's office where she reported the incident. There were no court records filed online yet with the Duval County Clerk of Court, so it's unknown if Lee had an attorney. Falls School Superintendent Diana Green said in a statement that the allegation was beyond disturbing and that school officials will cooperate with all investigations. What is alleged should have never occurred, ever, especially in a school setting, Green said. I have no tolerance for adults who harm children, especially adults in a position of trust. I noticed they did not take away her Teacher of the Year award yet. You know, if I was a student on the yearbook committee, I would be so tempted to write something under the teacher's picture, replace Teacher of the Year award with, like, best left hook, or, like, change her quote to, to like, bitches get stitches. You know, make it a fun thing. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. 
Love to hear from you freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. Don't forget, we've got a Discord where all the freaks are hanging out. There's a link on the main navigation bar over there at distortedview.com. All right, let's check in with a few freaks. I think we have some patrons calling in. Maybe, I don't know. Hello? Good you, the Tony Pro asked. My apologies for my shitty phone call. Jesus Christ. I guess my Bluetooth isn't that great in the car. Anyway, um, I'll call you in. Oh, you're much better today. Crystal clear. Uh, you played a video on the Thursday show about me, Skelton, um, and how he was sending something to that girl and her dad threatened to get the police involved, but he wouldn't say what it was. I'm just saying, do you think it was a Polaroid pick of his dick? Oh, my God. I wonder. I don't know if me would go, like, full nude. You know, but maybe like one of those, like a beefcake picture. I could see him calling it something like that. Yeah, I sent her a, you know, like a beefcake picture of me. You know, he's like shirtless, flexing in a mirror or something. Some fucking, you know, softcore porn version of Mead. Or some Polaroid picture of Mead doing something weird that he thinks is normal. Yeah, here's a shot of me trying to perform auto fellatio. If I stick out my tongue, I can just lightly brush the tip. I imagine it's you. There's more photos where that came from. That's where my brain automatically went. I'm curious to see where Mm. your brain went. Either way, keep up the good work. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Mead fancies himself a gentleman. I think he would send, he could possibly send her a picture, but again, it would be to entice her. I don't think it would be full bloom pornographic. Hey, it's Tim Catley, and I got a story for you, because I always got a story for you. Um, okay, so the guy on, on today's show is talking about how uh, they don't lock their fucking doors. Like, what the fuck? Who doesn't fucking do that? Okay, first of all, I believe you're referring to Chloe, who is a female. She's just, she needs to work on her voice. She's the girlfriend of Andrea, who I mentioned earlier, tranny baby fever girl. They live in a motel, as we learned the other day on the Sideshow Exclusive Podcast. They live in a motel, and another resident of the motel just walked into their room. Didn't do anything to him. It was just like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. Like, he was kind of out of it, right? So you'd think they would then lock the door. They should be locking their motel door because, you know, they live in a motel. Everyone should lock their doors, but especially people who live in motels, right? And then on top of that, after they've just been barged in by a stranger, you'd think then the light bulb would would show up over their head. And they're like, oh, maybe I should lock the door. No. And then it happened again. I'll tell you who, um... My last boyfriend never locked the front door ever, nor he, oh. he had two doors. He had like a front door and then like the side door. And um, at the time we were living in uh, Southern Oregon, very small town, very safe. Okay. Um, I knew like, I'm, I'm trying to remember like back when I was growing up, I don't think, you know, if we were home and it was daytime, we may have not locked the door. Because, you know, it, it was relatively safe. But definitely at nighttime we would. Out after we broke up, of course. Uh, and I found out, like, literally a couple months afterwards, some, um, some guy had come in. Some, some drunk fucker uh, thought it was his house and uh, came in and got drunk in their bathroom and fell asleep. And, you know, I'm going to... You've seen videos like that before. 
drunk people just wander in. They believe it's their house or they just want to take a nap or whatever. Never call back in again. Because uh, I'm not very good at telling stories. Ah, you did fine. Oh, I fucked up. You did call again right after. Probably told the same story. I don't know if it was better the second time, but you did fine. It's okay. Yes, caller. Oh, hey, Tim. This is Great Big Pete. Great Big Pete, who uh, made the phone call earlier, pretending to be me. I'm just calling to say that Distorted View is the best show on the radio. Or podcasts. Or whatever you want to call it. Anyways, Timmy Boo, I just called to say that your show is great. It's funny. It keeps me entertained on my commutes to and from work. And when I'm sitting at home neglecting my family. I love you. (laughs) Thank you for including background music. It really added to the ambience. I was waiting for, like, the punchline or for it to take a weird turn, but that was very nice and sincere. Thank you so much, Great Big Pig. You have a great voice, by the way. The second time I mentioned that, I think I have a thing for Great Big Pete. Hey, Tim, this is Haley's Comet calling in. You are that? No, you're not Haley's Comet. I just needed to make a little bit of a correction. On today's show, you were talking about melanoma and how it's oftentimes not lethal and not a big deal. Um, I think you're actually thinking of basal cell carcinoma. Uh, That's the skin cancer (laughs) that makes up about 80% of all skin cancers. And it's oftentimes just superficial uh, and can be scraped away. Uh, melanoma, while it is not always lethal, uh, oftentimes metastasizes early on in its progression. Uh, it progresses through those nevi or nevus uh, that you were talking about in the story. Like, I know you're making fun of Haley's comment being a know-it-all here, but um, I'm actually learning something. Thank you. A girl who uh, had her leg uh, unfortunately infected after they've removed the, uh, the genetic nevus from her. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, the melanoma, that, that's, that's what got um, John McCain. Right. Uh, and well, he so, was also you, know, you may ask, uh, oh, Haley's Comet, I don't think you have any formal medical training. Why do you know so much about cancer? And that's because it's, it's my wife's nickname for me. I hate <laughs> myself. <laughs> Thank you. Fake Haley's Comet calling in. Life's nickname for him is Cancer. What a cute pet name. All right. Thank you to everyone for all the voicemails. Keep them coming. That's all the time we have on this edition of the show. Watch you guys email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you at 206 666 4463. That's 206 666. Oh, God. Is it? Oh, God. Hey, Penny, call me neighbor. Uh, I noticed you had uh, this crazy bit. I'd like to suck your dick. Read the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. I will see you back tomorrow if and only if you're Sideshow members. Great time to sign up, superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I'll see you back one more time when we end the week with a Friday show. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Surgeon, I'm in New Orleans, and he gave me 250 bucks to shit. And he was on his knees. I was on, standing on the toilet, squatting down, and he was on his knees. And he jerked off, and he was, he was watching me shit. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrub Media Group. Learn more at scrub.net.